Welcome. You are listening to the Soggy of Anne Furthermore. I think, I think, I think I may have a new friend. I'm not sure, just maybe. And if I sound excited about it, it's because I am. Oh yeah, okay, I am really excited. I'm not sure it's a good thing, but you know, fuck it, I don't care. I mean, how else am I ever going to learn but by trying and then ruining everything, saying the wrong things, and then whatever. I can't just not try sometimes, right? And I'm actually pretty sure it's not going to be the healthiest relationship in the world, if in fact we become friends, which I really, really super hope that we do. There I said it and jinxed it, and now it's not going to happen, but I said it. Right, because we met in the waiting room of the office building where I see Dr. Banana. And there are other offices there. Tallyman keeps everyone organized, but they've got a holistic homeopathic dentist there who is supposed to be really good. I heard one of the patients talking about how he extracted a tooth using forceps made from dandelion root, hemp, and organic vegan lamb's wool. So interesting. There are also some alternative doulas in the building who practice an ancient form of birthing from the 1970s and early 80s using disco music to relax the baby, and they wear a lot of polyester and bell bottoms. It's called mod wiffery. But I'm thinking that's not really accurate, is it? Shouldn't it be post-mod wiffery or neo-post-mod wiffery? Wait unless they are wearing actual vintage polyester and using vinyl and turntables for the disco music. You know what? Why should I care? It's not really my thing, so why do I even get into these arguments? But I do. I petitioned them. I accused them of false advertising, picketed them for two weeks, and why? I'm just a pain in the ass. Finally, one of the doulas came over to me and said, what the hell is your problem, man? Furthermore, why are you making a deal about this? And I had to say, sorry, you're right, I'll stop. But it was a good question. Why do I do stuff like that? What conflict-oriented gratification am I trying to satisfy by harassing a group of hippy-dippy doulas who are actually helping people? Anyway, my new friend, she was waiting for an appointment with the Ethical Cultures Division of the Border Patrol, who also has an office in Dr. B's building. Her nickname is Bean because she's very tall and thin, and her last name is Pole. Get it? Bean Pole? I like that. It's cute. She has a very rare kidney condition, which has led her into some very complex and murky questions about responsibility, charity, and personal borders. She is a universal kidney donor, and unlike other organ donors, who generally make their contribution ex post facto, Bean has to live with the consequences of keeping other people alive. Okay, I get it. I'm a blood donor. And no, not universal. I am very positive and extremely type A all the way. So I get it. I give blood, save a life, bada boom, bada bing, free Oreos, fake OJ, secret mad cow handshake with my tech, and peace out. See you next month. Bean says this is different because kidney donation is way, way, way more personal. That's why she has to speak to the ethical cultures, which, and I didn't know this before, is a group of wise cells in a Petri dish inside an incubator think Thanksgiving turkey salmonella nightmare, right? Who weigh in and lend perspective to more complex organisms, particularly those living in complex and specialized societies like humans and harbor seals. Note to self, expert witness, possibility for my defense and upcoming trial. Bean said that because the cells cannot celebrate cell diversity within themselves, as a group, however, whoa, that committee is Rainbow Coalition Plus. You got Air Force over Tokyo Blue, Baby Blue Cyclops Eye Blue, Red Seafoam Seafoam Winter Green, Paramecium Pimpernel, and Cell A Break Good Times Orange Hue. They have no preconceived notions, stereotypes, societal prejudice, or, okay, I'll just say it, guilt that can cloud their perception of right and wrong. Nice, huh? Bean is struggling right now because some of the people whose lives she has saved by giving her kidneys 
are not making good choices. In some cultures, not the ethical cultures of single cells, of course, there is the belief that if you save a person's life, you are then responsible for them. I said, that sucks. But still, I mean, how many people have you given kidneys to? Like one, right? Oh, wait a minute. That's why the Border Patrol is involved. You gave both your kidneys away. Wow, I'm impressed and a little confused. Bean said, oh, it is so much more complicated than that. I have this weird like lizard tail thing going with my kidneys. You cut one out and it grows back like a blood donor. I have to wait a month, but then yeah, good to go. And my new kidneys can be a match for whomever, especially if I know in advance what type they are. I said, okay, I'm A, what do you do? Bean says, that's easy. I eat foods that are very high in vitamin A, kale, dried apricots, winter squashes. I ask liver and Bean winced. Ooh, I have to tell you this. The only other person I know who has a condition similar to mine, her name is Liv. And we grew up together in Pennsylvania. I said, oh really, we're in Pennsylvania. And she said, near Three Mile Island, the Nunyans live down the block from us. We used to go camping together and hang out at each other's houses. Her parents were big Bergman fans and named all their kids after Bergman actors. Anders, Bibi, Bank, Liv, and Gunnel. Anyway, Liv, named after Liv Ullman, of course, full name Liv Rachel Nunyan, went by Liv R, has the same thing with her livers. I said, what, Liv R Nunyans has more than one liver? Bean nodded, yeah, of course. How can she live with no liver? Ask the people who have tried. Oh, wait, you can't because they are dead. She has the appointment after mine today. Talk about complicated. I just sat and tried to take all this in. So, long story short, Bean Paul and Liv Nunyans have these one-off organ disorders that enable them to grow endless amounts of these organs necessary for human survival. And it's their choice to donate or not. And I asked Bean about this and she said, of course, no one has ever pressured me. And I was thinking, wow, what a generous person and a little more invasive than blood donation, right? That Bean would go to the hospital once a month and have a kidney removed so that someone else might live. That's a big, big sacrifice. I started having feelings about how good this person is, like maybe I should step up and give more of myself and better the lives of those around me. And then just as a halo was beginning to form over Bean's head, which I perceived as the aura around her eighth chakra, it's still possible, right? Especially if the person grows additional kidneys. Bean said, I have to have them removed anyway. More will just keep growing if they don't take them out. And all the kidneys will take over the space in my body for other things and I will die. So why not donate them? What are they going to do with them? You might as well use them for something good. So Bean actually has a hep lock on her back where you are normally not supposed to punch someone. And they just reach in there once a month and remove a kidney and give it to someone who then owes them her life. Bean said, no, that's their fantasy. If I were normal, I would like to think I would donate a kidney to someone, but I'm just dealing with a problem that is a major inconvenience to me. I would rather not have it. And yeah, Livar Nunyans and I are all... Enjoy, people. Glad we can help. But that doesn't make us heroes, you know? That's like praising an animal for making manure. Let's just get on with it. I asked her why she had to talk to the ethical cultures, and she said, I went off the list last month. I always stuck to the list set up by the medical community so it wouldn't be personal. I mean, duh, I could give one to a relative or something, and it wouldn't raise any eyebrows. But I cut someone in line for the first time ever, a total stranger, and gave them a kidney over someone else, someone who had been waiting. And now I have to answer for that decision because it opens up the possibility of future decisions and that's uncomfortable for me. I said, why Bean, why, why, why did you do it? Why did you go off the list? 
She looked down at the floor, which was a long way down because she is really tall, like a beanpole, and said, words with friends, I said, say no more. I understand everything now. She said, you do? I said, yes, I enjoy a good game of Scrabble, especially when I'm winning. You were winning, weren't you? Bean nodded. I went on. And it was a great game. You had a bingo with three places to put it, all of them in the 90s and all of them defensive. If only your worthy and clever opponent would play his or her turn. Was it a him or a her? Bean said, it was a her and she was AB, same as the one that was next in line. I took Bean's hand and then I put it down and decided to go for the arm touch instead. Bean, I understand. I would have done the same thing. Bean started to cry. Really? You don't think it was selfish? I said, oh, God, no. It was a close game, right? Point spread between, what, 20 and 50? You wouldn't have been able to assume you would win if she died before your next turn, right? And Bean shook with the long, repressed sob. I was down 47 points. This was a great player. We were three, just three moves from finishing, but the cue was still out and only one blank had been played. It was anyone's game and I wanted it. I wanted it so badly. Bean slid off her chair and onto the floor and lay there crying. I knelt down beside her and said, Bean, I need to ask you a personal question, which you don't have to answer. Did you win? Bean stopped crying and looked at me. That's a horrible question. I said, I know. It shouldn't matter, but I just have to know. Bean sat up. I am here and the greatest moral transgression of my life, and I'm having feelings and staying with them, which I hear is more than some people in this waiting room. God, waiting room gossip. What could be more ugly? How does something like that even get out? Ah, the snail hat. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. I should never have bought that damn hat. And you have the nerve to ask me if I won the game. And furthermore, you are truly an evil person, far more evil than I ever could be. Thank you for showing me that as selfish as I am, there are worse people than I. I smiled and nodded. No problem. And? Bean said, you want to know so you can judge me, don't you? And again, I smiled and nodded. Yes. Bean said, I lost. Suddenly... I was filled with such joy at her suffering that my schadenfreude was more like schaden sehr, sehr große Freude. I don't think the Germans would mind a word like that, do you? And for the non-German audience, it means exactly what it sounds like. Because I felt like, and furthermore, would have won, especially after giving my opponent a kidney. A bingo that late in the game on an open board, I said, Bean, how could you have lost? You let your guard down. You let emotion cloud your judgment. You amateur. Bean shuddered. It was an act of God. He was punishing me for violating the waiting list. I was conflicted. Do you still respect me? I said, Bean. I can separate you as a person from the player that made such an epic fail. And as a person, a fellow human being, yes, I still respect you with all your weakness and frailty. But as a player, I can never forgive you for what you did. Bean started sobbing again. I know, I know, I broke the code. I said, yeah, you did. Fuck the donor list. You threw your hand. You caved. Both blanks had been played, hadn't they? Say it. Bean cried. You're right. They were both on the board. I lied to you. I lied. Just like I lie to everyone. I'm a liar and a cheat. That was too much. I said, wait, you cheated and lost? 
Bean was back on the floor, lying in a pool of her own tears, but I went on, oh, for the love of the game. You call yourself a player, but you can't even win when you cheat? What the hell is that? You need help, girl. You are clearly a mess. Bean, still crying, said, I know. I'm not here to see the ethical cultures. I'm here for the word game support group meeting. I said, that bunch of losers? Enjoy. You know what you need, Bean? You need a good brailing is what you need. You need to stick your hand in that tile bag and just let your fingers feel the grooves of those letters. Keep your hand in there until you find the seven letters you want and then you take them. Take what is yours. All that support group is going to do is pull you back down into the cesspool of mediocrity. Show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. Bean said, I will never be able to play again. Not with people like you. I've let you down. I am not worthy to sit at your board. I said, you got that right. Bean said, is there anything I could do that would make you play with me? I said, give me a kidney. Bean gasped, you wouldn't. I said, I would. And she screamed, you horrible person, you wouldn't. I said coldly, I would. And I have. She shrieked, it was you. You were my opponent. I laughed, of course I was. And you fell for it. She said, you didn't even need my kidney. And I said, that's not entirely true. My brother had a kidney stolen at the same time. A tattoo of the Eiffel Tower was put on his left butt cheek. I don't know who would do such a cruel thing, but I wanted to replace it as soon as possible. And I got him a gift certificate for laser tattoo removal. Bean said, wow, that's expensive. And I said, I know. I used the money I got from selling him your kidney. Bean said, how much did he pay you? I said, not enough. So we'll see if she calls me back. I really hope she does. I don't know why it's so hard for me to make friends. She seems like a really nice person. I, I just, I hope, I just hope I didn't come on too strong. The Furthermore Soggy is created, written, and performed by Anne Ellsworth and edited and produced by me, Sophia Coman. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week. Ah, ah, ah,